Hello and welcome everyone to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I would like to thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. Um, We have a very appropriate, I guess, topic or conversation for tonight being that Valentine's Day is a day away. I think it's Wednesday. Um, So we just decided to kind of kind of meet you here tonight and talk about what uh, most will be thinking about, uh, wishing for, and things like that um, as it relates to love, the reality of love. So that is tonight's topic. And, again, thank you for choosing Butterfly Evolution. The chat line is open. Um, Remember, to be able to chat with us, you need to register as a follower of the show. You can do that using Facebook. Or you can, of course, log on to the blog talk, uh, radio.com backslash butterfly evolution and then follow the prompts. And again, from there, you can register through your Facebook account or you can create a username and password um, that will not reveal who you are. So if you register with Facebook, then, of course, we will we'll know who you are, and that's okay, but not everybody wants to register through Facebook, so that's another option. The phone lines are open as well, 818-691-7406, 818-691-7406. If you have a comment, question, or just want to say hello, select the number one. We'll pull you in by identifying you through your area code and the last four digits of the number that you are calling from. Please be prepared to uh, share your comments or questions quickly and provide any any information that you'd like to share with us tonight. Uh, Rodney, how are you? Tammy, I am great. It has been a a very interesting day, but (laughs) nevertheless, it's always a great day. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Tamari and I have both been, I guess, under the weather for the last couple of weeks, and every time we think we've shaking one thing, something else comes, but we are both doing well, and uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's show. Um, I think Mm. it's going to be a great show as usual. I think it's going to be eye-opening, and 
I'm looking forward to talking about um, something that we don't usually mess with too much. So I think it's going to be good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm 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 a little sleepy. Um, just just didn't sleep well last night. So I'm I think I got maybe three and a half hours, three three and a half hours of sleep. I just decided to just get up and deal with it. So I've kind of been working most of the day. Got out a little bit, but I've been working on some things. Um, for the event, I think, I don't know if I had a chance to tell it, I don't know, I think I told people last week that I would be speaking Saturday, this past Saturday, they did change the program, it will be, it's going to be on Valentine's night, so um, I was just kind of preparing and working working on some things for that today, and getting ready for that, so for those who are here um, at the Ridgeway Assembly of God Church, that's 3150 Ridgeway Road, and the topic for discussion is love in action. And it's, it's, it's mainly about race reconciliation, Rodney. So that will, I think that would have been right up your alley, but, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to give it a little spin and twist. So I'm excited about that. Um, it's Wednesday at 6 30 Ridgeway Assembly um, of God. So if you guys are near me, um, would love to have you come out and show your support and just be a part of uh, of an amazing event. So I'm good. Looking forward to tonight's topic. Uh, as every year around this time, I think people start to feel some kind of way, go through some things. I know I have a friend that I've talked to the last few days through WhatsApp, and she's just kind of, you know, here I am again, and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I just think this time of year, as if, as like Christmas and things like that, just make people make people do some reflecting. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to talk about tonight, because to me, everything comes back to me, or to you, and that's how I started to look at my life. You know, it's a it's it's about me. If I if I have um, a deficiency in my life, then I need to find out what what is causing it. Um, just like with with my friend, and she she willingly admitted as much as she wants love, she sabotages it, and she's so afraid of rejection to the point where, I mean, she feels like nothing will work. She's, she's like, I can't do this. I can't. I mean, sobbing in tears. She said, I'm just tired of trying to do this. And she feels as though no one will, will come, you know, will come in her life and see her crazy and say, I see it. It's okay. I'm going to be here. We're going to get through it together. We're going to learn and grow together. And to me, that's the reality of love. Um, and then if you if you bring bring God's word into it, we've distorted, so we, we've come so far from the way that it's explained um, in the Bible. We've become so selfish and self-seeking. Um, I was, I can't remember who I was sharing this with, but we were talking about, of course, this topic in the show, and something as small as uh, toilet seat, how um, <laughs> and I think most women get upset about the toilet seat. And we were we were discussing that and how couples will really just get into a a, a heated argument about 
the toilet seat, you know, down or up, you know, let it down when you leave. And just something so small when all you got to do is just let it down. Like, you know, but I think, again, because we've gotten so far away from love and we, as the song said, um, looking for someone that I played when we were coming in, you know, looking for someone. Well, I think she says never found anyone to fulfill my needs. Um, And I think we have to know what those needs are and be able to determine if they are truly needs or are they self-seeking, selfish things, um, one-sided things, small stuff based on your personal deficiency in your life, in some area of your life. Because the the small things become big things like the toilet seat. Um, the trash can, um, the shoes or the clothes on the floor. Um, I remember reading an article, uh, this lady's husband had passed away, and she said, I remember just nagging him about my having to pick up his clothes. She says, boy, I wish I could pick his clothes up off the floor now. You know, just, just, again, not sweating the small stuff. So, to me, uh, the reality of love at the end of the day, it's really about two different people coming together. I think we learn more more about ourselves through the process of of uh, loving each other or or trying to love each other without changing each other. I think love allows a, a person the room to grow and to change. Real, true love, that, that the reality of love, that true love, um, it, it, it allows a person to feel free. I guess I should say that, to feel free in being who they are, but also providing them with just, I guess, the security of facing who they are and then be willing to tweak it or just say some things I can't tweak. Some things is just part of my DNA. And I think so many people are missing out on the reality of love or the the growth and the knowledge, the self-knowledge that, that both people should gain. Um, we always seem to be caught up in this quick fix, even within marriage, thinking there are no issues, there's, there are no problems, that we're going to be two people coming together in this one, in this world, creating one life. That's really, I mean, you can create the life, but you cannot, you can create unity, but you cannot change people and make them who you want them to be. You cannot um, expect them to give up things that they love, that they, um, and things like that. So to to me, the reality of love should be a freeing process, Um, not a self-seeking, self-satisfying, emotional roller coaster. So um, that's kind of where I'm coming, you know, what angle I'm coming from. And, of course, right now I want to get into um, the differences, male and female, how we love, how we perceive things, what men need, right, and you can help us with that. Because I've heard many different stories, like if you respect a man, he's good. You can go, you can do, just show him respect that that's how he, that's how he feels and receives, receives love. So you can help us on that part. But, uh, I'm turning it over to you. Well, um, 
I think the reality the reality of love is love love is love is love but there are different types of love and then two people are different and so I think when and I think we had this conversation either last week or maybe uh within the past few weeks I think when we start getting into um Reality, um, reality is different for everybody. And even though unconditional love is one thing, and then there are love, that there there are different forms of love because, um, believe it or not, and I was trying to find it, but they, but there, but there are different forms of love. So the reality is, people love in different ways and people receive love in different ways. And while there may be concrete definitions, while there may be spiritual definitions, while there may be flexible definitions, regardless of what it is when it comes to love, I think that we have to remember that people view love differently um, and people give love differently. And I was listening to I've had I've had I've had the um, opportunity to hear and 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 just um, not by choice, but I've had the opportunity to hear a few uh, radio broadcasts just on my way to work or on my late on my way leaving from work um, about this very topic. And I guess I'll start with <clears throat> excuse me the one that we're talking about right that right now and that is just um what love means to people and on my way home today um you know they 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 were talking about it and you never know unless you have the conversation with people and even sometimes it's not a guarantee but you don't know what means something or means anything to anybody unless you have a conversation about it or uh, unless it's too late. And I remember listening to the radio show, uh, Steve Harvey Morning Show this morning, Tammy, and for the first time I think that I've ever heard, a guy sent in a strawberry letter. And he was saying how his wife never, uh, you know, is the one to initiate the sex. And Shirley's answer to him was, well, maybe there's a reason. Maybe that's how she was raised. It may not necessarily be, um, may not necessarily be that, you know, the sex is bad or anything like that. Could be how she was raised. Could be how she's feeling right now. And then in the afternoon, like I was listening to Michael Bazin show coming home, and you know, one of the ladies was saying that you know, um, a lot of times we look at ourselves and we think that we're these considerate people or these loving people, but if you're not loving people the way that they want to be loved or the way that they need to be loved, or you're not showing affection 
the way that they wanted to be shown, now there's a problem. And it was, it was funny because she even mentioned love languages. But I think that I, I, I really think it's a touchy subject. Um, I think that it's one of those things where people need to figure out who they are, how mm-hmm. they are, how they operate, um, and then I think once you do that and you accept it, I think then you can have a better grasp on how you want people to treat you. And then I think that moves people from settling or finding themselves over and over and over again in situations that they don't want to be in. Because I think people get caught up into listening to other people and what things are supposed to be. And I'm not saying that you should not. I'm not saying that you should not. But don't take everybody's advice or everybody's opinions and make them your reality. Because what works for some people is not uh, it's not going to work for other people. And so while, like, it's okay to listen to other people, but if that's not your reality, don't feel like you failed. Don't feel like you're never going to be married or you're never going to be happy or anything like that because somebody's reality is not yours. We all love differently. We all treat people differently. We all accept things differently. And stop confusing other people's lives with yours. Stop confusing other people's messages with yours. It's okay, again, and I and I have to reiterate this, it's okay to talk to people. It's okay to listen to people. But it's not the end all. Learn who you are. And that may be a plug for for you, Tammy, with, with with the love languages. But but seriously, people need to learn who they are, regardless of how they do that. But learn who you are, learn what you're all about, and go from there. Because even though generally speaking, women may be one way, doesn't mean that every woman is the same way. Generally speaking. Men may be a certain way, but it does not mean that all men are the certain way. So while I know we constantly say we don't want anyone to treat us like we're somebody else, but we have to stop treating ourselves like we're somebody else. Back over to you, Tammy. Um, Ron, I have a question for you, and then um, then I want to share, I want to read the quote that, we used for one of the pictures, quotes that we used for the promotion for this show. But uh, you mentioned about um, people people love differently, people need different things um, or receive love differently as well. Do you think, or, or, or just elaborate on this a bit more, do you think that... Um, people who are in relationships, do you think that they really take the time to determine what their wife or husband, their partner needs, what their needs are as it relates to love and how they receive love? Because I think that is 
so important. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what, how much time, and do you think people really take the time to try to figure out what my mate needs and how he or she needs it? I think it doesn't happen as often as it needs to, or <clears throat> it doesn't happen in as many relationships as the as the opposite. So, I think uh, I think. Even for and and let's deal with let's deal with the the good couples, or let's deal with the great couples. A lot of times, I think we, in our mind, for whatever reason, in our mind, we think that we are a certain way, and I think because we view ourselves a certain way, that we think that way automatically works. We mm-hmm. think that we are caring. We think that we're giving. We think we think that we are appreciative. We think that we are a good man. We think that we are good women. And so in our mind, there's no need for change or there's no need to make adjustments. There's no need for us to revisit that because, hey, like I, I, I'm a good guy and I know I'm a good guy. And you may be, but it does not mean that you are completely fulfilling or you are doing the best that you can do for your partner. It doesn't mean that. Because if you listen carefully, people will tell you what they need or what they want. And it doesn't mean that they're right. Doesn't mean that you are going to change. Doesn't mean that you have to change. But I think a lot of times we get caught up in like, I'm a good man or I'm a good woman, and that's how we carry ourselves. And so when people try to tell us, hey, something needs to change. Hey, like this is not working. And it could be a good man and a good woman together, but I think in our minds that's how we feel then it's hard for us to make a change. And I think far too often that's the, that's people's reality of their relationship. Because you know, as I, long as – go ahead. I, I think the, the, the word good um, – well, well, let's go back here. You said let's take the, a great couple. Define a great couple. What, what, what do you think of what, – what's the – the uh, picture of a great couple. What are some of the ingredients for a great couple? So my definition is a couple that is great for each other. Okay. But but when I when I when I used it a little while ago, and I'm glad that you brought it back up. Meaning, like the like when I say when I say great couple a little while ago, meaning like you know. More so in in, in, in in like in quotation marks like that great couple like you think you're a great couple or everybody else like looking at your relationship thinks you're a great couple, but that may not be the case. Mm-hmm. But I in in my definition, it's a couple that's right for each other. Like everything in that relationship may not be right, but they're mm-hmm. right for each other. Everything in that relationship may not be perfect, but they're perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. Because I think that 
if that's not the case, then it's hard to bounce back. It's hard to fight through. And I remember, um, like, my last uh, official pastor saying years ago that you can always measure your relationship by the negative because it's easy to, you know, be in love and, you know, want to do things together when everything's all good. But what are you going to do when there are bad times? What What are you going to do when there's a fight? What are you going to do when there's a disagreement? What What are you going to do when things are done that you can't undo? What are, What are you going to do when things are said that can't be taken back? And so I think for me, regardless of what happens, if you are a great couple, it's going to show. You're going to know it because you you can't lie to yourself. Your spouse is going to know it. And then other people are going to be able to see it too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you never disagree. doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you never argue. Mm-hmm. It just means that when it comes down to it, it's all good. When it comes down to it, you can get past things that are said. You can get past things that are done. You can forgive. You have that unconditional love. You want to be with each other. You love in spite of. You love no matter what. Doesn't mean that people don't make you mad. Doesn't mean that your that, that your partner's never going to make you mad. Well, not make you mad, but doesn't mean that you're never going to get mad about something that they've done. Because they can't make you mad because people don't have that much power over you. But it just means that when it comes down to it, you still love that person. Right. I think it's really important. um, I'll go back to what you said about knowing who you are. I also want to, before that, just I want to make sure I read this uh, quote. But you talked about, like, whether people, women and men, they say, well, I'm a good woman, I'm a good man. And not taking anything away from being a good woman and a good man. And, of course, we could define that as well. But to me, that's up to you. You know what you perceive as good individually. But being a good woman and a good man doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to love because what I what I find that most people are so afraid, so afraid to go into it head on, to 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 be uh, vulnerable. And I guess we we oh, there's that word, Rodney, to be vulnerable um, in a relationship, and also just being willing to, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, to be known, to to allow their their mate to know who they are, because, but that's almost impossible because we are we we have lost. I think people get upset. Oh, I know who I am. I know who I am. Do you understand? Do you know who you are? And do you understand enough about yourself in order to convey to the next person or to ex- help the next person or your mate understand who you are, what your needs are? Um, to share your past hurt, your past pain, to share 
um, your triggers. Um, and then if, the, if, if that person that you are allowing yourself to be known um, and hopefully accepting that person as they are as well, not wanting to change them, to me that that will add that to the ingredients of a great couple, a couple that I'm, I'm allowing you to, to know me. I'm, I'm willing to show you me. I'm willing to be vulnerable, naked before you, so, so to speak. But at the same time, I'm willing to accept who you are as you come before me in your nakedness, in your brokenness, in your fears, in your pains. Um, so I think it is important what you said, Rodney, not to get it twisted about your character, who you are, being a good person. Again, to me, it takes work to know who you are. It takes work to understand who you are, accept who you are, be willing to make the changes, the tweaks, and then be willing to say, you know, this is my DNA. This is, this, is, this is my makeup. This is a part of me that you just get. It comes with the package. You know, we can't separate the two. If you take this away from me, then I'm not me anymore. And be okay with saying that, embracing that. Um, another thing is perfect relationships, perfect marriages. I think people have this perception that, oh, if I love you, if we get married, we, you know, we get the dress, we, we get the tuxedo, we get the crowd, we, we pay for all of this. Hey, boom, we're great. I don't, we're not, we're, we're not going to have um, issues. We're not going to have things that come up that, you know, I guess send us in a spiral, so to speak. Those, that's what I mean by love should allow you to get to know yourself on another level. Like it should take your being, your becoming, to a whole nother level of being, of becoming. Because when you're when you're coming together, you do we have a caller? Do we? Looks like we might have a caller. Um, when you're getting together and combining as one, you're, you're bringing two perspectives. You're bringing um, each other's world into one. And imagine putting all of that up under one roof. And you got all these other things, work, the stresses, and we add, add children to it, add your, add all that stuff. And, and really, at the end of the day, unless you have first made a choice that this is what I want and I have a clear and precise understanding that this is not a cake. I mean, this is not going to be a cakewalk every day. I think people get lost in the perception of there are not going to be any issues. He loves me. I love, you know, I love him, blah, blah, blah. And the minute something happens, then it's then then those feelings, the rejection, because again, that comes into a relationship that comes into love with with us. And and I think a lot of times people, especially I think especially women, I think men do it too, but I think we as women, we hide a lot. Um, and so let's start right there. And I want to read this quote. Um, the quote is, many people love the idea of you but lack the maturity to handle the reality of you. I'll read it one more time before I change it. Many people love the idea of you but lack the maturity to handle the reality of you. What if we said, change this quote to, to read, 
Many people love the idea of who they think they are, but lack the maturity to handle the reality of who they know they are. And I probably said that wrong, but I take many people out, and I'm saying, I have, I, and I'll, I'll say, I'm still working on that, but I think I had a false uh, perception or idea of um, who I was and even what I wanted from life, what I needed, um, what I was willing to share, what I was not willing to share. And I think until we gain the maturity needed to say, this is the reality of me, that you will not be able to ex- successfully experience the reality of love. You will all, I feel that we will always feel like we're chasing it or, or it has to be perfect because many women define themselves based on if I have a man, um, how he treats me, um, what he does on a daily basis, what he does not do on a daily basis. I think many, many women get caught up and they define themselves based on that. And we can take it to another level. If they haven't, if, they, if they're not married, if they um, don't have, you know, don't have somebody right there every day, all day, and somebody to say, oh, this is my husband or this is my man, they get wrapped up in that or they've gotten wrapped up in that, and it kills their spirit because society says a woman should be married, um, the kids, she's cleaning, she's cooking, she's taking care of the kids, well, and she's probably tired if she's doing all that. And so now let's look at the relationship. We started out that way again. Let's look at the relationship. What's the reality of that love um, when a woman is trying to fit into this persona of the good wife, the good relationship, uh, the good woman, and, and all those things? I read an article where a man, <laughs> a man uh, had read an article that women uh, don't like to have sex because they're tired. They go to work. They come home. They have to feed the kids, they have to cook, they have to do the dishes, and all these things. So he decided, well, I'm going to do all these things for my wife tonight so that when she gets home, you know, we can get down later. So he did all these things. I don't know if it's true or not, but it sure is a great read. He does all these, all these things, and, and the wife comes home, and she's like, oh, cool, wow, whoa, whoa, you know, that kind of thing. So she goes to work the next day, and she's telling, you know, her coworkers, that her husband did all these things, and so naturally they think, okay, well, you know, tell us what happened later. She's like, he was tired and he went to sleep. <laughs> so nothing happened. And so it's like <laughs> that. <laughs> that's a twofold. Number one, he he was he he of course he wants what he wants. However, instead of you can you can he could have did two things. He can be angry and like I don't care. I have, that's her job, that's her duty, and I still want what I want. But he didn't. I'm going to do this for her so I can get what I want. And to me, that's just a little bit better. you know. But at the same time, he gets to walk in her shoes. He gets to see how she does, that she really is tired. And some women may be able to hold it down, come home, do work, come home, do all that, and still bang, bang at, at night. And some may not. goes back to what you said, Rodney. We're all different. We all have different needs. We all have different wants. And so the more honest we are 
up front or doing the process, um, the better love will be, the better people we will be. And then be willing to say if a person, if you if you put all this out and a person say, hey, not for me, I'm going to say this to the ladies, don't feel rejected. Because if, if there's hmm. something about you that a person, a man can say, hey, good woman, but not, not, not a good woman for me. Don't you want to know now? But most women, again, get caught up and they take it so personally until, again, now they're wounded, they're broken again on top of all the other brokenness, and they take that and move right on trying to dwell in another reality of love with somebody else. And so I just think we've got all this brokenness going around, and that's what I meant in the description of the show. Has, 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 the re- has love been distorted by the world and the perception of it? And um, Because God says love is something different. He says it's the greatest of them all. But we say that love hurts. We say that love is all this other stuff. I beg to differ. It's just that we are not willing to love. We're not willing to make that choice and accept people, give people who we are and accept them for who they are, and, okay, let's fight this thing out. Because at the drop of a dime, something happens, people are ready to go. But they're taking that, moving on to somebody else, and when that dime drops over there on that side, if you leave again, you're going to be going for the rest of your life. Back over to you, Rodney. Those are good points, Tammy. Tammy, we have a caller. I'm, I'm going to bring them in um, okay. and uh, just to either get their question or their comment. Okay. <clears throat> they are coming from area code 804. Last four digits are 1139. Caller, you're on the air. Caller? 804, last four digits are 1139. Caller, are you there? All right, well, I thought we had a caller, Tammy, but I guess guess not. Somebody press the number one caller. If you want to join the conversation, uh, we'd be happy to take your question or comment. Uh, just press the number one and then press it again. That way it takes you out of queue and then brings you back in. Um, I I totally thought you were going somewhere else with that with that uh, that comment, Tammy. But but I like the way you you ended it better. Um, but I, I I found what I was trying to share with you earlier, Tammy. Um, when I was telling you about the radio about the radio broadcast, uh huh. And apparently, Pastor John Gray. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he was at the Mega Fest, and the comment that I guess sparked some debate and outrage was, he said, "Too many women." want to be married, but you're walking in the spirit of girlfriend. Now, I thought girlfriend was a noun and not a spirit, but, hey, <laughs> I don't judge. But um, it apparently sparked some conversation, sparked some outrage. So I wanted to get your take on that. That's why I was trying to get you to uh, listen to, the, to that broadcast earlier. But what do you think about that, Uh too many women so want Rodney, to be married, but you're walking in the spirit of girlfriend. 
Too many people want to be married, but they are walking in the spirit of girlfriend. Yeah, it says too many women want to be married, but you're walking in the spirit of girlfriend. Wow, seems like I've heard someone say that before. Um, gosh, the spirit of girlfriend. Um, see, I I think that's putting a lot on women. Um, I'm going to take that. I'm going to go back to the word where the Bible says to treat wives as, as just as Christ loved the church, to see us as that. So I think that is saying that there's much value um, on on women and girlfriends or, or being a girlfriend or a wife. And so I'll throw that back to a man, especially from a Christian man. If you if you know I want to be a wife, then treat me like a wife. If you don't want me as a wife, then don't treat me as a girlfriend. Matter of fact, don't treat me as anything. Tell me you are not the girl for me. You are a good girl because now, especially from a godly man, I'm going back to the word says, "Love your wife as Christ loved the church." So don't wait till I become your wife to love me as Christ love the church because if you treat me badly as your girlfriend, I'm taking that in our marriage. So I'll accept that. I put it back on the man because, um, and and that's different for me because for the first few years and some of the years that we've been on, I put a lot on women. I put a lot of the responsibility on women. Now, I do think women, we can control a lot more than we do. And I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it to the point where, Everybody, I think everybody goes with sex there. But we have to value ourselves enough to say, this is who I am. This is my past. This is my pain. Because it's going to show up. So until we get real with ourselves, it don't matter how much of a wife we want to be. We can't even be a girlfriend. Because people are getting married. Men are making women wifeys just because because they're going to get them a girlfriend with the wifey so there's there's a lot um, I would have liked to heard all of that um, but I don't know I, that, does, that doesn't sit well with me but again that, that that's his perspective because a woman can't have the spirit of a girlfriend if the man is not right there having the spirit of a boyfriend. And I know a lot <laughs> of men were taking stand today saying, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill right here because women, 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 I think, feel the need because this is a desire for a woman to be loved. I think for all of us, men and women, but for a woman has a true desire for for a man to make her or to choose her, to choose her and honor that choice. It's, it's so so you to to deny me that to me is to deny the word because I because I, I didn't give that to me I didn't put that into all to the majority of women I'll say that, and the sad part about it is. Most women have never experienced that. 
and I'm not going to even put it in an age bracket. Most women have never experienced it from their fathers. Most women have never seen their fathers give it to their mother or a man give it to their mother. So I put it back on the man, especially a godly man. You make a woman who has the spirit of a girlfriend your wifey, and you love her as the word says, as Christ loved the church. Then you get up and you preach to me about the wifey and the girlfriend and tell me how Mm. you caught one and you made her your wifey. You chose her, I guess is the better word, and that you're loving her and that you're changing her life. I'd like to see that story go on. A couple of questions have come up, Tammy, uh, in my mind as you've been talking. And I'm going to go back to the first one, and that is, so let's just assume both people are, oh, you know what, I'm going to hold that thought because we got a caller, and so I want to take the caller first. But I do have my notepad out, so I'm just going to write it down, and then I'll ask you later. Okay. But I do want to get our caller's okay. intake, and I'm going to pull in area code uh, 678. Last four digits are 9759. Again, 678-9759. Call you on the air. Hey, Rodney. Hey, Tammy. Uh, this is Tasha. Yeah, Hi, nothing much. Um, listening on tonight. Um, listening and enjoying. Um, I just wanted to step in and... Um, say a few things. Um, what I'm about to say is going to be a little bit over and over top and um, it's going to hit a, you know, hit here and there. But first of all, I would like to say happy Valentine's Day to my husband, uh, Bo Jackson. I love you, baby. Um, and I'm going to touch a few sub, uh, a few things. First of all, I have an amazing husband. Um, about four years ago, I was afraid myself. Um, but no, I'll go back. About five years ago, I was afraid myself to um, let somebody in my doorway. But um, I did. Um, I, you know what? I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna deal with a man. I'm not gonna. Let him in. I'm not going to allow him to come in. I'm just going to keep my doorway closed. Um, upon even that, that even I would say four years before that five, before that four years before the five years, I would say, what, 2000 and around 2009, I said, God, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to stay single. I'm just going to stay single, and when you allow somebody to come in, that's when I'm going to open that doorway. I stayed single for four years, and 2013, he he walked in, and when he walked in, boy, did he walk in, and I, I, he was just the most incredible thing. Now, were there things that he brought? And yes, um, those things were some issues that we dealt with. Um, boy, 
they were issues. Um, I love him. He loves me. He's an, he's an amazing man. The issues that I'm going through now, I wouldn't have, couldn't have told me, Latasha, who, who, Lord of God, I, I, who was top honorable student, who made, who was way beyond making money out, who, who made money just thousands of thousands and thousands of dollars and two years ago have came to not working for the last two years and being diagnosed with seizures and haven't, you know, again, haven't been working, haven't had a baby, a son that's two years old and husband is taking care, not only paying all the bills, but taking care of, taking care of me. My husband, Bo Jackson, is doing all of that. Um, he is, I look at him and I say, God, what is he, what is he feeling? And I said, because I want to know, I look, I, I want to know how, how he's feeling. Not only is he taking care of me, and when I have these, when I have these seizures, He's making sure I'm okay, making sure the baby okay, making sure everybody else, you know, the rest of the children's okay. What about him? How he's doing? You, you know, my husband, I am so lucky, not lucky, I'm so blessed to have him. You know, I don't even have to cook. He's his own chef. Do I want to cook? Sometimes I go in there and cook. But he likes things his own way. You know, I don't like to add all that salt and pepper. He loves a lot of salt and pepper to his food. I don't like all that salt and pepper. So if he wants all that salt and pepper, he has to add all his own salt and pepper. You know, but he's a hell of a, excuse my French, but he's a hell of a cook. But I just say this to the young lady who, who's um, allowed her door, her door to be shut. Honey, God is a great provider. He, he's, he will open that door. Don't be afraid to allow it to be open. Continue to allow God to. Continue to allow God to be first in your life, because there is somebody out there. I was the same way. I did not know that. Eight years, that I would be living this life that I'm living now. Someone who was a top of her class, someone who was doing the work of seven people, and now look, I haven't worked in the last two and a half years. I've been diagnosed with epilepsy, um, and trying to been been I've been I've been um, disability. I've been denied disability four times. I've been denied Medicaid. I mean, it's, it's, it's been rough, but I'm keeping God first. I'm, 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 I'm saying, I'm, I'm God, I'm not going to let things worry. I'm not going to let it worry. I'm not going to let it worry me. God, you are the head of my life. You have given me an incredible man. Lord, have mercy. 
he's just he's making sure not only that I, I you know that I have, but he's making sure that everything that I need that is in front of me. I know he loves me. You know, you sit down, you say, God, you told me to believe in you. Lord, I believe in you. But God, you've given me a man that I can truly depend on and that I can truly say that he loves me because he makes sure I keep you first, Lord, and him, but he makes sure that everything that's in fr- that I need is in front of me. So I want to say, babe, I know you're listening. I love you. I truly love you. And sometimes it gets next to me that I cannot give you something because I, you know, because I don't have this, I don't have this to give you, but I love you. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my heart, for all that you have given, for all that you are giving, for all that you are doing for the family. I love you. So Rodney and Tammy, thank you for allowing me to say those few words. I love you, Bo. Thank you so much. And Tammy, thank you as well. You hear me? Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you hear me? Thank I you. I do. So you're I welcome. hope I haven't held up the time, but uh, there are men out there. They do exist. Women do not give up. They exist. They are real. Um, don't give up on them. They are out there. And like Tammy said, don't let down the toilet by yourself. Don't worry about it. if a toilet is up, just let it down. Stop being selfish. Just let it down. So that's all I have to say. Um, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Tammy, I think we have I think we have a response to that message. So unless you want to interject, I'm going to go ahead and pull in the response to that message. No, that's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, sir, go ahead and speak to the people. You're on the line. Hey, Rodney, how you doing? I'm good. What's going on, Bo? <laughs> I'm good. Hey, Tanya, how you doing? Hey, Bo, fine. How are you? Mm. Welcome to the show. Well, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all done met Superman, but I'm feeling like him over here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, brother. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you, baby. I love you, too. You know what I mean? Um, we've been through a lot. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to uh, take the show off its course. And I'm going to try to stay on track as much as I can. Um, me and Tasha have been through a lot. Love her to death. You know what I'm saying? She's an amazing person. She's an extreme fighter. You know, and uh, Rodney, Kenny, you guys have been here. You know what she's been through. We're not going to talk about that. And you know the struggle that we both have had. Um, if it had not been for the Lord who's on both of our sides, I don't know where we would be today. Um, I just want to say I heard Rodney talking a few minutes ago about um, girlfriends that want to become wife material or something along that line. Rodney, could you quote that again? I will, and I'm also going to let you know, Bo, that there's an echo coming from me. I don't know if Tammy can hear, but there's an echo coming from you. But 
The comment uh, came from Pastor. Okay, do you uh, hear it now? No. Do you hear the echo now? No, I think it's off. But the comment, okay. no, 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 I can't hear it now. I can't hear it now. The comment right. was from uh, apparently from Pastor uh, John Gray, and it was at MegaFest. And the comment was basically saying that uh, too many women uh, want to be married, but they have a spirit of girlfriend. Okay. Now, I heard Tammy give her uh, her thoughts on the matter. Um, my thoughts on the matter is um, women that that feel their wifey material, but yet they feel they allow themselves to be treated as girlfriends. Um, meaning, um, men, you know, they 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 they, they say they're wifey, but then you got brothers who come in all different times of night, don't have no respect for uh, the time that they come in. Well, if you're gonna allow me to come in all times of night, then that's a disrespect to you. Not you know, not only to you, to our relationship. And if I looked at you as my wife or wife to be or my woman then I would have enough respect to come in at a decent hour because I know that I wouldn't want you coming in, you know, at a wrong hour. Um, but a lot of these things that are happening, women tend to overlook them and accept them just to say that I got somebody on my arm or I got somebody that I can say that, you know, belongs to me or I want or that wants me. So you're never going to really become life and material if you allow yourself to be treated like a girlfriend. And I just gave that example because I see a lot of that today. You know, you got, you know, I'm a married man. So therefore, when I talk to people or, you know, I say something to a person, you know, the line of work that I'm in, I don't get over, over uh, talkative with women. I don't um, flirt with women. Um, I'm very direct in my, you know, my crossing and the way I say things. Uh, I don't want nobody to misinterpret something that I'm saying, you know. Um, and you have to be that way because if not, then people will take what you're saying. I'm not saying everybody. Some women, you know what I mean, will take what you're saying and take that as a hit. Well, he's hitting on me or, well, you know, he, he, he's, you know, trying to open a door that, Maybe I want to open, and you know, maybe he's vulnerable to, you know, someone else coming into his life, you know, or they can see what you're going through, or hear about what you're going through, and say, well, well, he's successful, he's susceptible to, uh, to a side piece because he's having issues with his with his wife and her health, or whatever the case may be. So I think that you know what I mean. It all stems with uh, the brother, you know, and I'm a brother. You know, a woman would feel like wife of material if we treated them like wife of material, you know, and stop allowing them to think they're wife of material, even if they're acting like a girlfriend material. You know what I'm saying? We, we have the ability to pull them up on certain things. If you love a person, then you tell them what it is that they need to do to be better. You know, I don't believe in, you know, allowing a person to have step uh, who they are if you know how to help them come up or rise to that occasion, you know, especially if you say you love them, you know, and that's my take on uh, the message that I got from that, because you do have a lot of women out here that think that they're wife and material, but they're living as girlfriends, you know, 
a lot of them. You know, they have separate bank accounts. You know what I mean? But you're married. You got separate bank accounts. You got your money over there, and I got my money over here. You know what I'm saying? Or you have you're living together, but you have your bathroom and my bathroom. You know what I mean? It's, there's a lot of that that's going on, and, and you know, and it's common in today's society. Where then, you know, years ago, it, it was not mentioned like that. It was yours is mine, and what's mine is ours. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I would like to, you know, say thank you to my wife. Um, I really enjoyed those accolades, you know what I mean, had touched me over here, you know what I mean? But I, I just do what God says do, you know, and that's to be the best person I can be, the best husband, the best father, um, the best provider, you know what I mean? And I'm going to continue to do what I have to do, you know I mean, even if it takes me up out of here. You know, I can, I can at least got one good thing to tell the Lord, you know what I'm saying, while I was down there, you know what I'm saying, on the earth, I, you know, I, I was the best husband, the best father that I could be, you know what I mean? So, again, I love you, Tammy. Uh, love you too. Rodney, love you, bro. Tell your wife I said hello, and I'm out. Peace. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> hey, 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 Rodney, before, before you, um, I, I'm not sure, if, well, maybe, I don't know if the 804 caller came back in um, or not. Do you is, is the 804 number one to be pulled back in? Do you know? It appears to be. I'm, I'm not sure, but we'll we'll try it again, Timmy. Okay, and then I want to come in on what something both said. Okay, uh, caller from area code 804, the last four digits of your phone number are 1139. If you are there, say hello. Caller from 804. Hello? All right, Tammy, I'm not sure what's happening, but we can't seem to get him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either, but it looked like they had selected the number one and went back into queue, but um, not sure what's going on with that one. Um, I think Bo and I were kind of on the same um, page with putting a lot of the responsibility on the man, um, not taking it, not taking any away from the women. So I just wanted to, I wanted to make make that that clear. I don't think we were. Um, on a different page there. Um, I'm going to have to find that and see if I can hear all of it, Rodney. It sounds very, very interesting. And I did want to, I wanted the opportunity to ask Tasha. I didn't get a chance to, but I think this is a a great question for, um, I'm going to say for women because, again, I think that we, there are many women who feel like they have to, um, or or choose to either do one or two things, say what Tasha that she was just like, you know, I can't do this. I'm I'm just going to be single. Kind of giving up on the one thing I think that most of us really want. Or they settle for, I guess we'll say, for the sake of the show, the, they, they have the girlfriend, the spirit of the girlfriend, and they will continue to have that and be treated and be disrespected perhaps or, or maybe not. But, I wanted to throw that out there. So if anybody's listening and you want to comment on, maybe you feel like you were there at a point. You like I'm get I'm just done with with dating, done with relationships. I know my friend that I spoke about earlier, she was to that point. Um, and I think she 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 she's come through. Uh, today she feels a little bit better about it all. But sometimes it just weighs heavy on women who. And I'm gonna go back to what you said. 
Rodney, good women, good men. And sometimes we look over good women, good men, because we are deficient in that area of ever being loved, starting with the Father, with, with our fathers, truly being loved, and seeing our fathers love the woman in their life. Not women, but the woman in their life. I just wanted to get that out there. Back to you, Rodney. Well, um, <laughs> I think, um, number one, uh, I want to commend Tasha and both because I, uh, and Bo both because I think it takes a lot of courage to uh, come on the radio and um, say the things that they said uh, to each other and just about the topic in general. But number two, um, what what we heard from Tasha, I think usually we associate that with 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 men. So I think it's refreshing to know that women sometimes feel that way too. That hey, there are things that I want to be doing, or there are things that I would rather do, but it's just not that time. And I also want to say, too, that both men and women can learn from what she said, and that is even though she can't do what she would like to do, and even though, um, you know, 10 15, 20 years ago, whatever whatever, whatever the case may be, you would not have been able to predict the way things are today. Again, I think that goes back to um, what I just said, and that is stop looking at today or stop looking at the things that you've been told or the things that you believe and thinking that that's just the way that it's always going to be. It's, it's not realistic. And the bottom line is whoever you end up with, it's important that you are right for each other because Tasha could be with a man who doesn't see it the way that Bo does. Tasha could be with a man who I guess fits what she said or or the opposite of what she said, because that's just the way that it goes. And so when we talk about settling, that's why it's important not to settle because you never know what's going to happen as a result of you settling. You never know what's going to happen as a, as the result of you taking a chance. So the best thing for you to do is again, figure out who you are and Figure out what it is that you need and what you want and go for that. Tammy, I think what Bo said kind of answered the question that I was going to ask you before you came on, and that was I was going to ask you, well, what about women act like girlfriends or what about the women who who want to be girlfriends, who don't want to be anybody's wife or – Maybe they do want to get married, or maybe they say they want to get married, but yet they do everything that wives do or traditionally are 
are supposed to do, but then they they want the guy to marry them too. I, I think it's out because of because most women. I, I, if I had to bring put a put a number to it, Rodney, and and this is just my own thinking. Um, I think that at least, and I feel like I could go a bit higher with this. Eighty percent of women truly, truly, again, like I said, want to be chosen, want to be somebody's choice, to be somebody's baby, and be be confident to to be able to be tr- to trust that love, to trust that relationship. And I think some women will do anything to adhere to that, to 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 uh, give in to that, because they don't want to be hurt. They are they are afraid of the rejection and the pain that they that perception of love, that perception of relationship, that perception of divorce and marriages. So it's, I think it's easier for some women to say, I'm going to be alone. I don't want a man. I don't need a man. And if you pay attention to most of those women, when they say that, they say it in anger. They'll come back most of the time and totally contradict what they said. But, again, it's easier. It is their coping mechanism. It has become that. To just say, I don't, I, I don't want it. I don't need it. Y'all can have it because they don't trust in it. So we are emotional creatures. <laughs> Women are just, we were created differently. And so we're going to find a way to protect. Eventually we'll find a way to protect our heart, even if it's not good for us, even if we find a bad way. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put it back because the 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 word again says husband love your wife as Christ loved the church. It all goes back to like we started this 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 show out tonight to 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 me. It goes back to me. It goes back to you. It goes back to Tasha. It goes back to Bo. It goes back to Tamaria and whoever is listening. I. And this is, I want to, if you're okay right now, I'm I'm about ready to close out. But I have to share this because I think this speaks volumes about what we're saying about who are you. Have you taken the time to figure out who you are and understand that so that you can share that person, That so you can show up for your relationship for the wifey, for the girlfriend relationship, whatever it is. Because if you don't show up, when it starts to reveal itself, both of you are going to have to show out. Because this person will say, this is, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I was able to see in the beginning. And not saying that things don't come up and people don't change and go through things, but some things, and I'm going to say women do this more than men, we, we try to hide as if we're going to be able to hide it forever. You can't hide your past hurt. You can't, not for the duration of your relationship or your marriage. That thing is going to come up. Something is going to trigger that. 
But I say it goes back to me, it goes back to you, and whatever you are deficient in, when whatever area in your life that you've not stopped to embrace, to deal with, to own, to challenge, to have a breakthrough, to have a mindset change, to have a perception change about what marriage is. It wasn't what you saw your daddy do. It wasn't what you saw your mom do. None of that. What do you want it to be for you? And do you believe it can be? And will you be willing to put the work in? Will you be willing to just let the damn toilet seat down and do your business and go on? Or will that man be willing to just let it up and do your business and go on? Period. But I'm going to read this. I came across this, Rodney, and and again, it it is just, for me, powerful. It says, love is not a relationship, okay? Love is not a relationship. Love is a state of being. It has nothing to do with anybody else. One is not in love, one is love. And, of course, when one is love, one is in love. But that is an outcome, a byproduct. That is not the source. The source is that one is love. And who can be love? Certainly, if you are not aware of who you are, you cannot be love. You will be fear. Fear is just the opposite of love. Remember, hate is not the opposite of love, as people think. Hate is love standing upside down. It is not the opposite of love. The real opposite of love is simply fear. In love, one expands. In fear, one shrinks. In fear, one becomes closed. In love, one opens. In fear, one doubts. In love, one trusts. In fear, one is left lonely. In love, one disappears. Hence, there is no question of loneliness at all. And to me, that says it all, you guys. If you don't see yourself as love, if you don't see that or know that you were created, for a purpose that you were created so that First Corinthians comes alive in your world, meaning the love is patient, love is kind, and you think we show up and spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get married, but I have a hard time getting couples to pay $55 to take an assessment so they can better understand their mate. So when will we stop looking outward? When will we stop trying to pretend and trying to act like and just be like? Just become. And like I said, one disappears. And to me that means when this happens, what I just read, one disappears because now you two are one. So when you go in and the toilet seats up, I'll, let me use me, if I go in and toilet seats up, then you know what? I know what I got, so I know I got to pull it down. And I want him to do the same because we got bigger fish to fry because we're trying to mend this, these two lives, not the toilet seat. 
And at the end of the day, when you get to this point, what I just read, then you realize it ain't even about the toilet seat anyway. It's not about he didn't take the trash out. It's not about he didn't put gas back in the car. It's about you, your personal deficiencies, maybe the ones that you didn't allow him or her to see before he chose you. And now you you are now in turmoil because you're trying to keep the real you from showing up. And you can't. You can't. And you won't if you don't realize that you are love. And, and if we take it on further, we'll be on here more because we cannot love without God. You cannot see Corinthians come forward if you don't have some God in your life, if you're not pursuing God every day. Don't mean you're perfect. Don't mean you ain't going to do some things. It don't mean you're going to love your husband or your wife every day in that same way. It doesn't mean they might pull up and you might be like, oh, my God, we're human. But it does mean that you are adult enough to say, I made this choice. I chose him, I chose her, we're in this together, we are a family, we are going to be accountable to our children, to our home, to the people who are looking for God in a marriage, for God in a relationship, for the people who are looking for that same Christian man who got up on that stage, and he may not have meant this, he may just been preaching a word, that may be it but who are looking to say, you know what, she came to me with the spirit of a girlfriend, but I chose her as my wife, and look at us now. So I'll end there, Rodney. (laughs) Well, I'm going to end here. Um, Number one, I do want to thank Tasha and Bo for coming on to the show, and um, we love you guys, and we definitely – um, appreciate you guys. Um, I'm going to end here, Tammy, and I'm going to end by taking people back to a familiar part of the Bible, um, and that is the story of Adam and Eve. And in Genesis, the second chapter, it gives people the the history or the account of how uh, man came into being and, and how the woman came into being. And so um, I did not get a whole lot of time uh, with this, but I do want to encourage people, um, based off of what I'm about to say, um, I do want to encourage other people because I know that I am um, just kind of looking to it. So I'm going to give you guys something to run with and uh, let us know what you come up with. So, In Genesis, the second chapter, and the seventh verse, it says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living being. And again, that's Genesis 2, 7. So if you know anything about dust, um. Dust is dead. And it's a physical substance of matter, and 
It is different in nature from something else of a similar type. Well, what's similar to dust? That would be soil. It's it's very similar. But the difference is soil is a combination of minerals, air, water, animals, and other living matter, and their waste or decaying bodies. It becomes compacted over time, making up the ground beneath our feet when particles of soil erode or are dug up or are grounded to clothing. They are no longer associated with where they came from and become dirt. In other words, dirt is soil that is out of place, like dust on the floor or mud or on your shoes. Another fundamental difference between soil and dirt is soil is alive, dirt is dead. Because dirt is disassociated from its ecosystem, it lacks the nutrients needed to promote plant growth. So when you think about dust as it states in the Bible, you're talking about something that is dead. So God took something that was dead and breathed into it and made it a living being. So without God or without the breath of life, that soil, I'm sorry, not the soil, but that dust is dead. It's until God breathed the breath of life into it. Then it became a living being. But then it goes on to talk about how, and, and, and still in Genesis 2, it goes on to talk about how God said it was not good for man to be alone. God said that, that it was not good for man to be alone. And so even though there were all of these creatures and you had every living thing on the earth, and God said, nope, I have to create a help meet suitable for him. And if you look at the way that it is spelled in the Bible, it is spelled M-E-E-T. Well, the difference between M-E-E-T and M-E-A-T is M-E-A-T, the only way it's good to you is if it is dead. So God, God could not create anything. That was dead because that's not helpful to the man. But he said, I have to form him a help me. And that's what he did. Well, if you think about the part of the body, because there are a lot of parts to the human body, that God took and made the He took the rib. Well, here's the thing about the rib. The rib has three important functions. Protection, support, and respiration. So when you think about your ribs or your rib cage, however you want to look at it, that's an essential part of your body because the protection part is it protects your heart and your lungs. So God not only took something that was dead, something that was worthless and made it a living being. But then he took a, he took the, a, a, a very important part of the body to make another being. 
And the part of the body that he took protects the heart and the lungs, supports and respiration. Those are the three main parts of the ribs. And if you think about it, if you've ever been hitting your ribs, one of the things that happens is, yes, it hurts. But what happens when you get hit in your ribs? You lose your breath. So (laughs) I'm going to leave you guys with that because it's something that I want to dig into a little bit more and something that I want you guys to dig into a little bit more, something that I want you guys to think about. But I'm going to say this as we close. It is not about you. It is not about your spouse. It is about the one who created the both of you. We are not on next Monday because it is a holiday, but we'll probably give you this show to listen to again, and we'll probably give you a couple of other links for some shows that we've done. But in the meantime, I do want you guys to dig deeper into the things that were said tonight. We do want you guys to think about your reality when it comes to love. Hey, Until next time. Uh, yes. Rodney, maybe maybe let's, let's think about doing part two of this because it will be after Valentine's. And and, um, and let's just have people kind of call in because I think people are going to, some people are going to really be going through it. Um, the world is just in a bad state. People seem to be in a bad state. But let's let's talk about love again. Talk about what you just shared. Let's bring it back. The <laughs> Monday after, not this Monday. We're off this Monday, guys. But the following Monday, right? Is that right, Ron? Yes. Yes, ma'am. We'll be we'll be back Monday, September. Tw- I mean, not September. Good gracious. We'll be back <laughs> Monday, February. Monday, February twenty-sixth. We'll be back. But we hope you guys have a blessed week. Uh, Tammy, uh, please support Tammy if you are in Memphis or anywhere nearby. If you can get there within four hours driving, I'm going to say you're close enough. So please support Tammy this week. Um, And we'll keep you guys posted with anything uh, that is going on in our lives, things that we are doing. Um, And please support. Please support. Make your hashtag for 2018. Support our own. Make that your hashtag. Until then, be blessed, everybody. We love you, and good night.
But I know 